0: Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like the Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel Original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code CAPED at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens! Welcome to the Sanctum Pontorum. Nice. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the K-Podcasters. This is the show that came here to bargain. That's why we're here. This is the show that came here to bargain. Say it one more time. This is the show that came here to bargain. Dave, I've come here to bargain. This is the show that came here to bargain. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it for a whole hour if you want me to. Oh, man. No, uh, I don't want to be your prisoner anymore. What are your demands? I want to talk about Doctor Strange 2016, directed by the the Scott Derrickson. Uh famous horror movie director sure is and that checks out actually from it, this one it does and i <laughs> forgot that until i watched it i was like oh okay there's some sprinkles in here there's a lot of sprinkles in here but yeah he uh he directed hellraiser to and Inferno. no you're still doing it the exorcism of emily rose which was a hollywood video favorite by the way when it came out which was weird that is very weird it was never on the shelf it was weird huh who knew Scott Derrickson, maybe. I don't even think he did. And Sinister. I mean, he's he's done some- He's done things. Some movies. Yeah. All the spooky variety. And Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange. It's very exciting. Mr. Strange. We're back in the MCU. Oh, I don't yeah. know what number we're at in the MCU anymore at this point, because there's just so many movies. A lot. But we're getting introduced to a new character who is extremely pivotal. Yes. We are second film of phase three mm-hmm. after Captain America Civil- Avengers Civil War. Let's call it what it is. Right. <laughs> You've seen this thing before a billion times, probably oh, knowing so you. So many times. What so do you think of this movie? Times. I love this movie. All right, that's fair. And you, My sir? second time seeing it. I love this movie. I'm on record saying this is my favorite Marvel movie. It still is. Wow. It still is after this rewatch. There it is. This is a really. It's so good. Really good movie. Ugh. It's crazy, because when you go over a movie that sucks as bad as like Swamp Thing or something like that <laughs> to this it's like night and day. It is a breath of fresh air for sure. It really sure. is. But it's so easy to shit on a movie. hmm But then it's so easy to talk about something that's so good. Like it, It's a, almost trickier to do talk you want, about something that's so do good. Do you want me to shit on this movie? Is that what you're asking? Let's try to- No, it's not shit on this no, movie. Okay. It's impossible to do. This is too good. Well, don't say impossible. I could probably find a couple things. But... I have a couple things. But besides <laughs> that, this movie is so goddamn good, man. And it's mostly airtight. It's mostly airtight. I mean- and that's if by design. If this were a space station, only a few people are dying. Yeah, just a couple. Just a couple. It's not that bad. It didn't get out of the airlock quick enough. You know, not that they bad. they didn't hang out for the for Wong's exposition, and because of it, they lost their lives. You know, that's there's quite a bit of exposition. Basil exposition showed up for this. Thing. <laughs> Basil <laughs> tastes a bit nutty. Oh, I heard that this is your favorite Marvel movie. It is. Thank you, Basil. <laughs> Let's just get right into this thing. Let's do it. We got Benny Cumberbatch. He's yeah. He's here. Benedict. He's here. He's arrived in the MCU. Benedict's number one of the movie. So many Benedicts. Multiple Benedicts. Amazing. I I bet you they even had craft services showing up with Eggs Benedict. Hey, who wants Eggs Bennies? <laughs> and you have Benedict Cumberbatch and Eggs. Benedict Wan showing up going, get the fuck out of here. Eggs You're, Cumberbatch. You are fired. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. First things first. That new Marvel Studios logo and I'm I'm hitting this so early this episode. Yeah. Michael fucking Giacchino that with the is new fanfare. Really early. Oh. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's extremely so good. And, uh, good. and it stuck around until at least Captain Marvel. So Because Infinity War did other things, didn't Infinity it? War did their own thing and then Endgame did their own thing. Right. Our... Endgame did its own thing. Yes. Infinity yes. War, I don't think, did. I think Infinity War did. I don't remember. And then after it, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel went back to the Gio Geno okay. fanfare. I don't remember how the, those two... doesn't matter. It was, it was right Mantis. after uh, the Hawkeye thing, so it got real sad and, and whatnot. Shouldn't have. He's the best. Let's not do this again. I, I didn't have anything bad to say about Hawkeye. I mean, like, That's probably not true. You know, there was a, a scene where his entire family you dies. You were pulling out an so... entire scroll of and so it he... says things that are bad about Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. and I don't care for that scroll. I could start at number 372 and work backwards. Let's do that. We have the time. <laughs> we open on a somewhat dark and quiet scene where there's a bunch of people in robes moving about with a quickness, something urgent happening. Kaisilius, played by Mads Mikkelsen wow. himself. Hey, oh, get, get that middle Ma- name in it. Mads, Mads fucking Mikkelsen. Absolutely. Mikkelsen? I can't even say his name. I just almost went Tom Middleston on it. Tom Middleston? That's not a name either. Hiddleston. Oh, my God. What is (laughs) happening to me right now? I combined Hiddleston and Mickelson into some kind of monster. Mads Mickelson is a fucking treat. He really is. He's phenomenal in Casino Royale. I take your word for it. As a baddie? You know I've never seen a James Bond movie. Why do we do this together? I don't know. Why do we do this? Um, It's a good question. Okay. (laughs) You know what? Nothing else I have to say matters. Keep going, Brian. This is great. Cool. Cool, cool. Some other people are with him and they they string up another dude and chop his head off. Yep, well, as you do. Welcome to the movie. <laughs> this is a We're here now. film. They just chop his head off Boom. falls into a a bucket. A bucket. Head bucket. A head bucket. <laughs> as you do. Come on down to KFC and get a head bucket. <laughs> <laughs> KFC famous head buckets. <laughs> then Cassius goes and tears some pages out of a book and they run into the streets of London, chased by someone in yellow robes. So you know the difference between the good guys and the bad guys. Of course. And then they proceed to bend and twist the streets of London in some M.C. Escher Inception kaleidoscopic fractal mind fuckery. That is the best way to put it. This whole movie is mind fuckery. For Insanity. The most part. It is. It looks so good. Gorgeous the it's way they pull unreal. it off. It's like it's like somebody saw Inception and said, I can do better. And then they did. I can get crazier with it. Yep. I can pay ILM more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Lucas. What, are, what do you mean? Disney? Oh boy, they bought my star thingy. I don't like how this is going. Uh, let's yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Oh man, do people like me yet? It's all about the midichlorians. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Never even seen Attack of the Clones. Don't I haven't. Just don't I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're fighting amongst all of this plane warping with orange spiky laser whips and shields, and it's really cool looking. Yeah, it is. And. uh... This this lady in yellow, she's kicking serious ass. But Caecilius escapes through uh, a portal that he makes with his- His hand? His laser ring. His laser hand uh, whatever it is. It's thing just, that we don't know about yet. It's very sparky. Yep. What a start. What a start. It, I mean, it's like, bam, we're here. And then they cut directly to Dr. Stephen Strange. Benny comes. Benny comes himself. <laughs> He's a hotshot surgeon who really knows his Billboard music charts. He's really, really- uh what's the word for it? Less likable and less quippy than Tony Stark. That's it. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> he's a bigger asshole and less quippy. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. He's like equally as quippy, but slower speaking. So the quippiness, I feel like, isn't just packed in. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Because Tony is he's just not rapid as verbose. Fire, quippy. He d- he chooses his words carefully instead of just blurting out everything just that comes into his head. Robert Downey Jr. just Diarrhea. Just Robert mouth. Downey junior all over the everywhere. screen. Everywhere. <laughs> I'm not convinced Robert Downey Jr. ever kicked the cocaine habit. I'm just not convinced. I mean, it, it wouldn't entirely surprise me if he didn't. <laughs> there would be crazier things that I would I would believe. Like when Robert Downey Jr. showed up on the set of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and they said, you're paying me how much to do how much? And then he pulled out a scale to measure <laughs> to measure salt and do, which was weird. It, me- it measured money on the sun. Like, yeah, how much can I buy? I think I can manage this Action. You know what? (laughs) Why don't we up it another million? And then I'm in. Okay, Bill. (laughs) Dr. Christine Palmer, uh, the Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. She seeks out Dr. Strange, showing him an X-ray of a patient with a bullet in his brain. And Strange realizes that the patient isn't brain dead, but comatose from a reaction from the metal in the bullet. Of course, he's very smart. Very smart. He's very quick. We're going to have to run. We have to run to do surgery. So Strange goes and discredits and humiliates Dr. Nicodemus West, who's Michael Struzberg, Stralberg, Strollberg, Strollberg. He's an actor. Stolbarg. Try again. You're doing great. Stolbarge? Just keep going. How many more different line readings are you going to give of this one? This is terrific. Mikey Stullberg. Mikey Stulls. Mike, Mikey Mikey. Give Keep a Stulls. nickname if you don't know it. No. He's I'll let you come terrific. up with a nickname. Michael Stolberg from yeah. Boardwalk Empire and Men in Black 3? He's terrific. You always know somebody's a great actor when when their rap sheet is blank and Men in Black 3. Yes. (laughs) He did the Shea Stadium part of it. Of course I remember it. 69 Mets. Classic. It is. There you go. It's the best. I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, Dr. Nick (laughs) previously proclaimed this patient as a lost cause. Did you call him Dr. Nick? Yeah. That's Simpsons. It absolutely is, but that's also- He's got a bullet in the brain. (laughs) That's not Simpsons. That's nothing. I don't know what that 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 was. You are not Hank Azaria. Not today, I'm not. (laughs) Did I say that one right? You got that. (laughs) Azaria. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Uh, But no, they call him Nick the whole movie, so I I don't feel bad about that one. Very fair, and I apologize the whole (laughs) Nick Rivera family. After saving the patient, Strange and Palmer joke about their on-again, off-again relationship. It's hysterical. He he invites her to a a speaking engagement that night, and she's like, why? Why would I go to that? (laughs) This is a weird pickup line, Stephen Strange. uh, Come on. Come on. Yo, we got jokes about naming the strange method or whatever. Ha ha. Ha So he goes home and he dresses up for his Neurological Society dinner, chooses a watch, and uh, jumps in his Lambo. The watch that Dr. Stephen Strange picks out is a Jaeger LeCoultre. Mm. That's phonetic French for you. Yes. If I've ever heard it before. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a $34,000 watch. Oh. And he has an entire drawer of these watches that spin in like a- It's a- They rotate It's a self-winding there. drawer. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because watches, when they stay still, it goes against their battery life. But if they're No, I moving, got that. I didn't even put that together. And I yeah. use I, an so. automatic Hamilton watch daily. That's a rich person drawer. That is really that is. is. I have to use my stupid peasant fingers to wind mine every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you stupid <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Oh, man. It's a really cool drawer. It's really, really excellent, and I'm jealous, and I want it so badly. Yeah. $34,000. That's a really expensive watch. That watch gets crazier later on. It does. Uh, The (laughs) other thing that stands out to me about this watch, I can't believe we're focusing so hard on a watch, is that it does a really dangerous film move where it has a very specific date on it. Yes, it does. It says February 2nd, 2016. This movie came out in November 2016. It is likely they filmed this scene on that day. It's possible, but I'm not sure. But it sure. also might fit the timeline, but I'm also not sure. I think it does fit the timeline, because this is supposed to be happening around, I guess, Civil War time? I would say probably I would around imagine. There. Especially because uh, in Endgame, spoilers, they go back and talk to the Ancient One. Right. And she says, oh, you're four years too early, and that takes place in 2012. So it checks out. Yeah, So far, it checks out. Nerds like us are going to figure this thing out. That is a dangerous move. That is a bold choice. It also and I tells you it. something about how much Feige has mapped this out. Yeah, Feige's insane. He's, He's completely a crazy person. In the best way. Interesting thing about that date, February 2nd. What do you got? It's Groundhog Day. Is it really? Keep that in the back of your mind. I will. So Doctor Strange proceeds to drive like an asshole. While talking on his phone about potential clients that will help elevate his image. Not even just that. He's looking at x rays. Looking at x rays. (laughs) Um, Do Lamborghinis have a screen that you can just get messages on? When you wear a $34,000 watch, it probably does. Even if they don't. I came here to bargain. He has the kind of money that can, yeah, he can can bargain. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's passing cars, I think, illegally. Oh, without a doubt. My bigger issue is this. Cross that line. My Jersey blood boiled a little bit. Because he clearly crosses the George he definitely Washington. Definitely crosses George Washington. This does not look like New Jersey, not even a little bit. No, no, this feels more like Hudson Valley, New York area. That's fair, but still, but not even close to I, that. It's... Even in a way, he, no, because the way he's driving is he, he would be in theory be driving north, right? And you see him on going north. In fact, it looks like he'd be on the New York side of the river, Hudson wise. That's true. So maybe check out. maybe he lives in... Nope, because we know that we, he, we know he his lives, apartment overlooks... The Flatiron building. Yep. I pointed it out to you when me and you watched this thing. So yeah, I was reading something earlier that he was like... Somebody was like, oh, I recognize that area. It's like, it's probably over here or whatever, and it's a magic trick that he somehow crashed in the Delaware and ended up in the Hudson. Got him! Hey! the Magellan there. Picking out his sometimes filming location. Sometimes you, you crash in one river and land in another. That's right, because Filmmaking isn't a magic trick on its own. But yeah, he crashes. He crashes. That's <laughs> it's the whole really point. really violent, too. I like the way they did it because it's sudden, it's unexpected, and he's got really cgi hands. He sure does. The inside shot is is like CW show level CGI. It's not good. And I think it's the worst CGI in this movie. Well, I mean, you could see where they spent the money. Yes, you can. Uh, this it's is a very good, but short scene. That's why it doesn't matter too much. Right. But yeah, he crashes. It's bad. He's transported to a hospital and wakes up to find his hands have been rebuilt and are immobilized in a framework of pins and wires. Not what you want when you're a surgeon. No, no. Generally, that's a bad move. Recovering slowly after further surgeries, his hands remain stiff and shaky. So yeah, his his career's pretty much over and he's pretty bummed about it and really leaning into that being an asshole thing he is and i bet he called robert downey jr saying i need to make my hand shaky what are you like when you're not on cocaine for 12 <laughs> there hours it is. tell yes. me how you act how do you direct me you... robert it was either that or he called nope nope i was gonna make another michael j fox joke and yep not allowed <laughs> we've reached i our feel quota like for just by year. saying that it's still the joke though <laughs> yep no, our quota is met for the year not allowed to yep we are oh man it's only july this is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be rough he berates his physical therapist, calling him bachelor's degree. Wow. That's not cool. Wow. Telling him how useless that the exercises he's having him perform are. And the physical therapist is like, hey, man, let me tell you about this one miraculous patient that I had once. <laughs> not even that. He's just like, you want the file on the one miraculous patient? I'll get you the file H- on the one miraculous HIPAA patient. HIPAA be damned. He's a physical therapist. HIPAA is probably just whatever to yeah, him. Yeah. Um, Nothing. But he's still like. Yeah, this guy was paralyzed, and then one day I walked by him on the street, and he's like, give me his file." Why would there be a file about somebody who stopped showing up? <laughs> that doesn't uh, make we any thought sense. he was dead. Oh, but here's his file. So one astronaut has died because of lack of airtightness. <laughs> right there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're at one astronaut dead. He tells off Christine again because he's an asshole. That yep. That's his thing right now. He's like, "Hey, oh, she's she tells him there are other things that can give your life meaning." And he's like, "Like what? You?" Yeah, probably not what you should do. Oh, not oh. the right approach. No, that is, that's not nice things to there's say. There's playing hard to get, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then there's Stephen Strange. <laughs> <laughs> what could give my life meaning? Fucking you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> and then he reads the the miracle files or the files on the miracle patient. Right. And he goes and looks for them. And then he finds a Benjamin and Bratt. He finds Benjamin Bratt. Just playing basketball. <laughs> oh, man, of all the things how do you, you randomly... want to find. Benjamin Bratt's probably the last thing. How do you randomly come across somebody playing basketball? Like I like I can understand if you got an address and went to his house or his work or something, but he's just randomly playing basketball in the street and Steven Stranger's like, hey. Hey, you're walking. You and must he's be the like, guy. Let <laughs> me list out your injuries in detail. Oh. I wonder how many people he went to before that, and he was like uh, the spine injury, the seventh, blah, uh, blah, blah. Did you it's see 16? a guy walking you? around here who clearly broke his L7? <laughs> no? I'll, I'll try someone else. All right. By the way, two astronauts dead. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill that one. <laughs> I just thought he'd be struggling and then he would find Close oxygen. Close the airlock movie. Ugh. Close it. But yeah, he wants to know how Benjamin Bratt recovered. And he's like, let me tell you about Kamartaj, a place where I elevated my mind and healed my body. <laughs> And it's interesting oh, to me that. Man. Have you ever talked to a stranger in New York? Be honest. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I feel like that's a thing you usually try to avoid. Yeah, exactly. So if this happened, this whole interaction happened. Are you going to believe that guy? Oh, I'm certainly not going to fly to Kathmandu <laughs> on a whim, <laughs> just because this guy said elevated my mind and my body healed. I, I understand that you need to set up a story and you need to progress in this story so you in order be careful to carefully want to kill another ass. No, he's dead. We've lost three. <laughs> We've lost three. They were very good astronauts. They're dead now. So we must keep moving on
1: with Doctor Strange.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Welcome to Kathmandu, Nepal. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Doctor Strange is searching for Kamartaj. He's jumped by a group of guys who want his fancy watch because, again, what was it? Thirty-four thousand dollar watch. Yep, that they don't even know it's thirty-four thousand nope. dollar watch. Probably it's just they assume they're just like you. That's a nice watch. You look like an Oscar-winning actor. Give me your watch. <laughs> you look like a homeless guy with a nice watch. Let's beat you up because <laughs> oh, because he's got shaky hands. He can't shave, so he's got a, a real ragged beard. It's ragged. He's uh, it's very ragged. He's looking. He's looking pretty homeless actually. Doesn't look good. But he's rescued by a mysterious rubbed man named Mordo. It's a uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Good pronunciation. Thank that you. You're gonna have to keep doing. I am. I didn't look up how to say the name Chouetel Edgiofor. That's terrific. His last name's very phonetic. But who's the guy who plays Nicodemus West, Doc Doctor Nick? That's uh Michael Stahlberg. There it is. You did it. Hey. You did it. Well, that's time I actually looked at it before I attempted it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Instead of just winging it, like I'll get close. <laughs> who is this guy? He's been in Men in Black Three. Nobody's gonna know the real pronunciation. Goodness. Enter Dave. That's <laughs> Just it. Just killing my astronauts. That's what I'm here for. Sorry, astronauts. It's like Armageddon up in this bitch. <laughs> so Mordo beats up all these these muggers and retrieves the watch, but it's, I mean, it's busted. It's seen better days. It is busted. But we get a new date. We do, and it's, we think it's January 24th, 2017. That it's would make busted. sense. It's busted, it's real hard to say, but it is definitely January, That means so he's probably been, the following He's year. been searching for about a year for this place. He found the magical Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> and he sent him on a journey. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> MacGuffin Brat. There you go. His his recovery has been at least a year, which I think makes sense. That checks that, out. That's fine to me. Yeah. That's totally fine to me. So Mordo takes him to Camartage, where he meets the Ancient One. Another Oscar winner. What the fuck movie? The Tilda fucking Swinton. Yep. Wow. Of Chronicles of Narnia. Line loads of War Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And she's, she's the bald yellow robed lady from the beginning of the movie. Right, one punch lady yes exactly that that's a that's a good (laughs) she trained so hard her hair fell out (laughs) oh wow we have oscar winners in this thing yes holy hell there are actors yes proper actors actors and they're crushing it Uh, of course they are oh my god this is a comic book movie and we have real actors I mean, that's a testament to how far the genre has come that's since absolutely since amazing. X Men <laughs> in 2000. And it gets crazier because obviously you have here Benny comes right? Won a best actor for uh, Imitation Game. Mm-hmm. And later on down the road with Captain Marvel, you got Brie Larson, who won best actress for Room. Marvel, man, are... has come a long, yeah. long way. Yeah, for sure. But also DC has because Argo, Ben Affleck, let's not forget it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to use the... the Ezra Miller the, choked slam woman, let's not forget it. <laughs> if you want to use the Ezra Affleck Miller's a piece defense, of shit. Let's uh, not forget it. Yeah, let's not forget it. <laughs> um, unless the Flash movie's good. No, let's no, still not forget it. Let's still not, still forget, not it. forget it. I want to make it known that Ezra Miller's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. I'm surprised they haven't recast him yet. Yeah, me too. It seems like they're moving forward. I don't like that. I that's, want to be on record uh... saying that Ezra Miller's a piece of shit, and I don't like that they haven't recast him yet. Yeah. Doctor so, Strange! <laughs> came here to bargain. <laughs> So the Ancient One knows all about Doctor Strange and introduces him to the concepts of harnessing powers of spirit and mystical guidance. And he's really, really skeptical. He's a man of science. He's like... "Uh, It checks out that he'd be skeptical. You're a crazy person. I can't believe I spent all my money coming here. All I have to show for it is this $34,000 watch (laughs) on my wrist. I don't even have my Lamborghini with my X-ray machine anymore. How will I ever get home? ridiculous. So the Ancient One literally knocks his soul out of his body. Literally. <laughs> Rob Lowe, Sean Maldabin. Literally. literally knocks that out of his body. And he demands to know what she just did. What kind of drugs did she slip him in the tea? She says, Oh, it's just regular tea. With a honey. little honey. <laughs> so good. And she then she sends him on a whole trippy magical mystery tour across alternate dimensions. This is brilliant. It's to so put it really good. really lightly. He gets introduced and we get introduced to the multiverse. Yes. Of seeing just this absolutely batshit crazy visuals. I've never seen anything like this in film. No, this is absolutely bonkers, and it's like just a kaleidoscope of, I don't even know. It's the closest I've seen to this is actually- 2001 A Space Odyssey, the ending? That's the closest thing I've seen to it. There's that. But also, (laughs) Ant-Man, when they go into the quantum realm. That's very fair. Well, it should be, because it was done by Method Studios. Yeah, how about that? Both movies. They created seven dimensions for this magical mystery tour, they call it. And I have all seven dimensions. What do you got? There's the initial wormhole to the speaker cone, the bioluminescence world, the fractals of soft solid world, a version of the quantum realm, so he does go into the quantum realm, strange falling through his own eye and cosmic scream, the dark dimension, the shape-shifting realm, and the mirror dimension. That's ridiculous that they even thought that out. Yeah. That is world building to the nth degree. To almost too much. But I mean, it might pay off. Who knows? Who knows? But they, I know they the have way a way th- of connecting these lines. The way that they pulled this one off is that they kind of had Benny comes stand in a studio and they surrounded him with 150 SLR cameras in order to capture every bit of him. Wow. And that's how they kind of got him into these wild positions okay. and the expressions and stuff like that. Obviously, you can't shoot him into another fucking realm. I mean, yet. Yet. If anybody's going to find the technology, <laughs> it'll, <Derrickson> be, <laughs> it'll be Kevin Feige. This is George Lucas. We <laughs> tried to shoot him into another realm, and we ended up killing more astronauts. <laughs> like, I want to apologize. Like, like actual astronauts, yeah. not I, theoretical I, ones. I thought it was my star movie again. <laughs> it just didn't work out. Not a plot device. Actual astronauts. My pitch to NASA was they need to have more midichlorians in their tests. <laughs> they keep dying whenever I open the airlock because of the lack of midichlorians. Sorry, NASA. <laughs> Everybody knows that's, I mean... How do you think Leia survived? Let's not go there. Kyle from Experience Crime just got a massive erection. I heard it from here. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange begs the ancient one to teach him, and she sends him away. No. Yeah, but then he also pulls a Zach Braff last kiss, whatever it is, and sits on the doorstep yep. for, for for five hours. Just a few hours. He and does she said, a wow. He's willing. He does a Jared Leto Fight Club and just <laughs> waits a little while. And then, oh, but yeah, but basically she's worried that he's too similar to Caecilius. but Mordo advocates for him and she lets him back in. Didn't seem difficult. She, yeah. Uh, also, you ready to kill another astronaut? Yep. Again, I'm going to go to Endgame. And when they go back to 2012 and she already knows yep. that Doctor Strange is meant to be the best there's, of us. Well, there's a lot of hints in this movie about that. So I don't want to kill that astronaut. There's a lot of okay. hints about that. But it's weird that she sends him away here. I then... think she needed to. Oh, and okay. And we're going to get there. To make sure, yeah, okay, I can see that. That astronaut. That fits the story. Saved via me. There it is. You're welcome, astronaut. Emergency air pack via Dave. I got you. Just don't hang under the airlock too long. No, not too long. You're not long for this world. <laughs> Mordo shows Strange to his room and gives him a tiny scroll with the word Shambhala on it. What is this, my mantra? It's the Wi-Fi password. We're, we're not, not savages. Mon- we're not savages. <laughs> what a line. So good. Oh, this movie, so man. Good. So good. Strange puts his broken watch, his broken $34,000 watch on the windowsill, and we find out it's a gift from Christine. Yeah, Christine's loaded. $34,000 gift. And he told her, what am I supposed to do, fucking hang out with you? <laughs> it's yeah, a $34, I'm supposed, I'm supposed gift. to find meaning in life Ugh. through what? You? All you do is give me $34,000 gifts. <laughs> oh, I upset you, Christine. Go write about this in your stupid notebook. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. No one's going to be crashing our wedding anytime soon. Oh, wow. Okay. Why are you such a mean girl? I was trying to find a way to that <laughs> one. I trouble. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, that's just indicative of his, of his character because he's like, it's not a lot of money. It's just a small $200,000 loan at one point in the movie. So it's You're like, right. But at this point, he also is keeping a broken watch because now it has sentimental value right now, for right. him. Because now We didn't know it had yeah. sentimental value until now, but now it's- And that's a wonderful touch. Hold on. Was the watch broken before he got jumped? It must have been broken from the car crash, right? I'm assuming it was broken from the car crash. That's, That's how i always assumed it. it. Yeah, and I feel like I he just kept it. connected that. Yeah, like just you just saw me connect. That I watched in you my connect. Mind. It. I was like, oh, yeah, that definitely broke in the car crash. Not because he got jumped from just by like three chins. dudes in Nepal. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> these street guys who jumped over were like Doc Martens and jumping De- tips. Hey, we are so strong, the three of us, that when we try to steal a $34,000 watch, we break it. It's our move. I feel like a watch that's expensive has to have some resilience to it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Apparently not. Nope. I guess, I guess it just gets broken when you get beat up by guys in Nepal. No. no, it's. I think it was a car, car crash. crash. That, so he's definitely holding onto it for sentimental value. That's why he was so upset when they tried to take it. It all connects. It makes sense. I think we just revived one of our dead astronauts. No, just out of. They're long gone. Uh, okay, fine. That's not how the world I was, works. I was trying to bring them back. Nope. Through the power this of. Is love. not the Martian. You can't bring them back. I haven't seen it. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> 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 oh, this is my new favorite bit. <laughs> Dave gets upset with Brian. Yeah. What yeah. a bit. It's my <laughs> new favorite. Who knows if I've even seen any of these movies? Brian, I'm killing Maybe an astronaut. Secretly I'm have. killing an astronaut for your, you not seeing the Martian. Yeah, potatoes. Matt Damon. All so right, it. he's not doing great. Then he's he's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> by a Basically, it's a, a root of a potato is what he's hanging on. like. Keep by. going with this movie. You're doing great. Strange begins his training, learning to use a sling ring to open gates to jump across the world, conjuring weapons and shields from other dimensional energies, entering the mirror dimension, magical relics that choose you, astral projecting, and a lot of reading from books in the library protected by Wong, played by Benedict Wong. Wong kicks ass. Benny number two. Wong is the best. Wong is so he's good. so good. You know what I love about Wong? He's so different in the two movies he's in, but I love both versions of him. Perfect, that's <laughs> great. That's all right. Or three, he's in three movies. I think that he is so good because he's very serious about his job. Yes, but he's also like charming in his seriousness, he which is, is weird. The best. He's absolutely. Ch- he's the most endearing, serious, straight laced dude. I love him. He's great. Absolutely love him. He's great. We got two Bennies. They're both great. There are books in the library that are part of the ancient ones' personal collection. Like the book that Kaecilius stole pages from, which contains a spell to draw power and immortality from the Dark Dimension by contacting and surrendering their world to the evil other dimensional being, Dormammu. And on that note, we're going to take a break because I need a nap. Do yeah, the exposition that dump. That was a, a long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, um, That's a lot of info. Yeah. uh all just dumped on you right there at once. Yep. Just, bam. You hey, remember that cool scene at the beginning? <laughs> that was this dude stealing pages from a book so he could contact the Dark Lord to oh, have the world taken over just so he could be alive longer. Perfect. Great. Nailed it. Bam. One night, when Wong appears to be out of the library, Strange learns how to use a time-shifting pendant, the Eye of Agamotto, which enables him to see the missing pages from the book and also reform an apple that he was eating. It's extremely cool. It's very cool, the apple thing. Also, kind of symbolic. You know, forbidden knowledge. Of course yeah, it is. Biblical. Fuck you. I feel like you want me to go with a favro salute here, and I'm not gonna do it for that. Oh no, no, no. I don't think it's favro at all. It's a little favreau. It's, I'm not gonna do it. I think it's subtle enough that it that it's not I mean Brian's flirting with it. He's flirting with a favro right now. Oh, <laughs> I see it in the eyes. I feel like that was one handed. I don't uh, care. That was a one handed I don't care. Salute. If it was one handed, two hands. One handed. It's a half Favreau. We'll call, we call it a half Fav. Did gravity take hold of your hand and pull it down towards the table? I haven't seen Gravity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that you weren't even referencing. Nope, I wasn't. The movie and it still hurts. Just as bad. Got the bit in. Uh, gravity is great. Sci-fi is not uh, my genre. man. I know that. Uh, sci is my genre. Speaking of dead astronauts, Gravity. <laughs> keep going. This is awesome. Spoilers. Who thought that astronauts would be a running joke in this thing? Uh, not me. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> So he's looking at the missing pages from the book that Caecilius stole, and Mordow and Wong stop him immediately, very angrily, telling him it's forbidden to use time spells as they can create branches in time, cause time loops that a wielder could be stuck in forever, and also let evil forces into their universe. Right. The Bill Murray effect. Exactly. As they call them this. Yes, the Bill Murray effect. They don't call them that. Nope. That's what we're calling it here, though. We are sure as hell calling it's it that. It's the Bill that. Murray effect. I like it. Do you know how many movies have been based off of that Bill Murray effect? I don't. Uh, do you know? I don't have a number, but I know it's a lot. Fair. Like, enough. People were like, "It's like how action movies after a certain point became Die Hard in a blank." I was going to say Bruce Willis in a what? Yeah, <laughs> Die Hard in a plane. This is Die Hard on yeah. Sure. Now it's just Groundhog Day, but it's Christmas. Groundhog Day, but it's you know they just it's a recycled concept. It's a for weird sure. trope. It's that needs to stop. The, no, I love it. No, it's so much fun. Have you seen Happy Death Day? I have not. I don't like horror movies, but it's enjoyable. All right. So much so that I watched Happy Death Day to You, the sequel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> check it out, folks. And don't. You don't have to. Uh, Brian said check it's, it out. It's probably not everybody's cup of tea. It's it's horror light. All right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I have no idea what I'm advocating for anymore. I'm confused, to put it lightly. It's it's Groundhog Day, but they die. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like Run, Lola, Run, then. Just to complete the circle. <laughs> of dying and coming back and doing it again. Or even, let me ask you this question. Sure. Which do you know this movie by? Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat? Or whatever that Tom Cruise movie is. Unf- unfamiliar with with both all of, of the things you just said, yes. It's a Tom Cruise movie where it was called Edge of Tomorrow okay. for the longest time. Oh, yes. Did they rename that movie? I don't know if they officially renamed it or not. But they marketed it as Live, Die, Repeat, along with the name Edge of Tomorrow. So it was like a tagline that picked up more traction than the I, title of the movie? Uh, I think so. I think it, like when they released it on like, DVD, it became Live, Die, Repeat instead. Okay. It's actually pretty good. I like it a lot. They should have called it but, Groundhog Day, but make it Tom Cruise. Uh, it got passed up, apparently, by the folks at whatever studio did it. But <laughs> I'm not going to look up. But I like that movie. But okay. it's, uh, yeah, you just made me think of that. Well, um, there you go. You know, the whole... Do it again. We just went down a whole groundhog hole. I came here to bargain. <laughs> We're getting there. So Strange didn't know the power behind what he was using, because it turns out the warnings are after the spells in the book. Of course. The warnings probably they the are after the They're not so much a disclaimer as they are like a postclaimer. Po I like that postclaimer. So Dave, you ready for some exposition? Please. Because, I can't wait. Because Give now, it to me, Basil. Give it to me. Doctor Strange is like what the hell am I doing here? What is this place? What's the, what's the big idea? Do it. So Wong tells him. Sure does. <laughs> he tells him all about how the temple is part of a secret group, saving the world from enemies and other dimensions and universe. He explains that Kamartaj is connected to three sanctums in London, New York, and Hong Kong, which form a protective shield around the earth. The sorcerer's job is to protect the sanctums from the likes of Dormammu and Caecilius. The likes of. The likes of. Probably there's other likes of. So many but there's other- But two named likes of. Dimensional threats. Right. Literally, right then, Kaecilius shows up like, get my name out your mouth. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen is back in the movie. His ears Great. were ringing. Yeah, his eyes were burning. So he Literally. and his zealots have deciphered the stolen spell and are now attacking the London Sanctum. They sure are. He basically hadouken strange through the door of the New York Sanctum. So now he's just kind of like walking around this deserted building, like, hello? Hello, anyone here? Anyone here? I'm I'm home. It's jam-packed with artifacts and has a hallway that has three doorways. It looks like a museum. It does. It's like- The way it's set up. Hey, look at all this cool stuff. Of these relics and like glass cases and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's this hallway, and at the end of it, there's three doorways that lead to other places. Places. And you can change them by turning this little dial. Sure. Which is pretty neat. I mean, if you want to go to a desert or the middle of the ocean. It's like a video game fast travel type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick save spots. I like it. <laughs> Kysilius and his goons show up and murk the dude protecting the New York Sanctum. Just kill him. It's straight up Dedekins. But I like is... how how Doctor Strange walks outside and he notices, "Oh, I'm in New York? I'm um, on Bleecker Street?" What the hell? 177A Bleecker Street. Right. It is specific. It is Do you know what's there? I believe it was the apartment of of somebody, right? it's a bodega. Now. Oh, now it is. <laughs> it was I believe it was an apartment of a couple Marvel writers at one point. Okay. I think they were Doctor Strange writers, actually, which would make sense. That would probably check out. Easter eggs. How about that? It's not even Easter. Well, the thing about 177A, Bleecker Street, it's on Yelp. Oh, really? Listed as Stephen Strange. <laughs> as a Doctor. door. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> there are two reviews on Yelp. That's it? For Stephen Strange. One of them is from March 21st, 2017. Okay. It says... I came in with a simple skin rash and somehow ended up in the dark dimension of Dormammu. <laughs> Plus, he didn't even take my insurance plan. <laughs> and the other one is from That's great. May 6, 2018. Came in to fix my neck and back problems, but ended up on planet Titan and witnessing our Dr. Strange give grimace green stone. Ten minutes later, he vanished into dust. How do I get back to Earth? <laughs> Clever. So he has uh, a total of one and a half on Yelp. Not, Stephen Strange. Not a great review. Not, not, great. A, I mean, not a great rating It's yes, not Yelp. what you want on Yelp. Uh, you can have to pay to get those removed because Yelp's a scam. You know that's that, right? true. Yelp oh, is yeah. a scam. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Uh-huh. Okay. He can afford a $34,000 watch that was gifted to him. Exactly. This is a man with money. <laughs> I mean, he spent all of it trying to get to Kathmandu. Right. 177 A. Street. Silly because I don't think it's that expensive to get to Kathmandu. Nope. Like the Pop Seeker song? Yep. Is that right? Is it yep. Pop Seeker? He wrote a silver bullet there. <laughs> Pretty sure on a dark and lonesome highway east of Omaha, Katmandu. Yeah, there we that's go. That's what he's talking about. And that's... <laughs> 100%. We nailed it. Strange is like, hey, stop. <laughs> that's that's his defense against this guy. It's a murdering It's a somebody. bold defense. I don't know if it's going to work. So yeah, Strange yells at Caecilius, and then Caecilius kills the guy so he's like, all right, I guess I got to fight you even though you guys are super powerful and I can barely do anything. He does a very basic thing where he makes like a like a glowy string, he he does kind of a laser cat's cradle. Good way to put it, yo-yo wise. I like it. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're just doing some some string work, some string in your hands. work. Yeah, he's like not good at knitting, but even worse at <laughs> magic. <laughs> Doctor Strange, what a hero! So they start doing their fun M C Escher inception kaleidoscopic fractal mindfuckery. Yep, inside and the thing, it's incredible. It's so good. Where you have Doctor Strange running away, but then Matt Nicholson makes the floor like a treadmill, if you will, and he's not going anywhere. But Matt Nicholson so is just casually walking up to him. All these visuals are insane, and they're impossible to describe via podcast. It's form. true. Watch it's true. this fucking movie. Visual it's is the way to go here. Meanwhile, Doctor Strange can barely even form a shield. He's shaking his fist trying to bring it back because it right. vanished on him. Didn't work. These two are not evenly matched. Nope. And And these guys are like walking on the ceiling and stuff because gravity doesn't matter. They're just like, hey, I can do whatever I want. Dormammu feeds my soul. Yep. Or something. Or something. And they trash the place. There's magical artifacts and broken glass everywhere. Doctor Strange manages to throw a couple of the goons through the magical doorway and turn the dial, so they're trapped. They're trapped in the desert and... I think like a canyon or something like that. I think it's uh, the or it's desert and like a like a rainforest or something. Not where you want to be. Not, if you're in the desert, not ideal. You're gonna die of thirst, right? If you're in the forest, you're gonna die of the fern gully. That's too villain. much water. Right? Oh yeah, fern that gully. One. Whatever that villain was. Hey, Dave. Yeah, but never seen fern gully. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> Robin Williams. That's a role that he had. He's in there. Is he? Okay. Yep. Well. Plays a bird. I think. I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> plays a Don't bird. Don't ask how Ferngully popped into my head. I've drank. He also plays a bird <laughs> in uh Mrs. Doubtfire. So never seen it. Very briefly. You know that. Very briefly. You know, I've never seen that. So now Doctor Strange is fighting Caecilius, and he's getting his ass kicked, but the cloak of Levitation starts defending him. Well, I like how he got thrown through two different glass cases, if you will. And then he got thrown through a third one, and that's when the cloak defended him. Yeah. The relic chose him. Right. Which is a nice well, touch. Well, it was after he got thrown through the cloak's case. Well, he got thrown through two things first. Yeah. But the third one that he went through was the cloak, and then it and chose him. And that's the one that- And that's kind of neat. And it it's very neat. I like that. I like that touch a lot. He ends up trapping Caecilius in the Crimson Bands of Sidorak, which is some kind of magical BDSM restraint. Of course it is. I was so turned on, I couldn't explain it. I was now like, I know why. Look at that so. position they and he ended up with. And yep. the mouthpiece is removable. What is happening? And since here? them in the BDSM culture, that's called the Mads Mickelson. The Mads Mickelson. Yeah, that makes sense. As we all know. Yeah, they don't call it the Crimson Bands of Sidorak? Nope they they <laughs> retired the name. They hung the name up in the rafters okay. of the sexy yeah, yeah. sexy place that the BDSM <laughs> sexy sexy Museum, rafters. or whatever it is. And now it's the Matt Mickelson. It's just hanging up there, retired. It's like a with, sandwich with a at a deli or something like that. Like it's the Larry David. Nah, man. What other BDSF things do you think are to end up in the rafters of the museum there? Sex Reti- swings mostly. You think so? Whose? Oh no, I think they just hang from the rafters <laughs> in general.
2: That's how they do it. It's kind of like
0: all right, you retire jerseys. I get that. Yeah. In like baseball, they retire jock straps. Right. That's kind of weird since sure. that sport is not that old. Sure. In that movie, in exist, that's not important right now. <laughs> Basketball is always important. Fair enough. I've seen that movie. Fair enough. You little bitch, squeak, scalari. You r- rip on me like 13 or 14 more times. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Go listen to me on Basketball with Experience Grind. Yeah. That was a fun, long episode. That is long and fun. You are right on both counts. It was long because Ryan was on it. He's on Experience Grind podcast episodes <laughs> <Not> now. <that. laughs> so naturally, after you've restrained your villain, you have a whole conversation with him about his motivation, immortality, the Ancient One allegedly drawing powers from the Dark Dimension. You know. As normal, you do. Normal, typical hero, villain conversation Exposition. pieces. right? You know. Basil Exposition showed up again. There he is. Basil! Then one of Kaecilius' zealots stabs Strange. He gonna die. It's not good. No. Not looking got, good for the Strange. This a stranger. real good stab. Like, well-placed. He's definitely gonna die. But he manages to use his sling ring and open a gate and he staggers into the cleaning closet of his old hospital. How about that? <laughs> Calling out for Christine. Yep. Not uh, even wearing his watch. Says he needs a operating theater. Stat, stat. And he gets one? Not just any room, I need a theater. Oh Jesus, we lost another astronaut. <laughs> I heard it. I heard that one go. At this point in this movie, we are like we're like one Challenger down, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost an entire Apollo mission at this point. Oh boy. This is this is not what you want for a really really good movie. Uh, I kind of don't care. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I kinda saw, kinda don't. Care. I had a stall before saying the Challenger thing because <laughs> I just. Uh. Yeah, that was. We're a dark gonna take one. a break because I need to shower. <laughs> 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 but he finds Christine, and he barely manages to get on the table as Christine hooks him to a heart monitor and performs an emergency pericardio pericardiocentesis. Dr. Brian over there. Yeah. Nailed it. He she, he, she drains the excess blood from around his heart. Yep. That's what that is. While well, he coaches her via astral projection, which totally freaks her out, but she kind of gets used to it real she quick, actually. She should have more yeah. questions for a floating astral yeah. Dr. Strange. She's shit. like, are you dead? He's like, no, but I am dying. She's like, right, have to do Right, doctor, things. this is what I was trained for at Johns Hopkins in order it's, to do. I used to smoke pot with Johnny Hopkins and Sloan <laughs> Kettering. They were blazing that shit up every day. <laughs> Well, that's terrific. <laughs> I love the way they shot this because they did have Rachel McAdams yes. doing the whole operating yada yada. But then they hung Benny Combs from the ceiling in order to do this. And they just kind of posted it later. That's so unreal. So that they were interacting at least. That's so good. Real smart directing. It is really smart because the other thing's just a corpse. You don't need to have him. It's a Benny Combs sex doll or something, I'm sure. They Aristocrats, should, they fuck the wound. They should retire that to the rafters. It's going to the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> go right next to the Mads Mickelson. Yeah. <laughs> Kaecilius' <laughs> goon astral projects because he's struggling with the cloak of levitation. So he astral projects and follows cloak Strange. around his head. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like a trap. He's trapped. But he's like, I'm going to astral project and follow him through this tunnel that he didn't close because astronaut lives don't matter. And uh, then they have an astral form fight in the hospital it room. It is fucking incredible! It's so cool. Like, they're affecting things that happen in the room. But barely. But barely. Like, they're doing huge knocking shit over, but, like, things are wiggling in real life. And Rachel McAdams has to operate around this, and she sees it all happening, but she doesn't understand, because Dr. Strange is like, Right. Uh, I gotta go. I'll be back. <laughs> Don't let me die. So good. And then... She kind of helps out a little bit because he does kind of die on the table there, and she pulls out the paddles and she zaps him, and that gives him in the astral form a big old jolt. Jolt. It's kind of like when in Avengers when Thor zaps Iron Man, it's like power level three hundred percent. There it is. That's better. So then he he sticks his head out of the astral plane again and says, "Do it again." And she's Give like, me that shit again. She's like, "You're alive. Your your heart's beating." He's like, "Turn it up. Do it again." What a badass. So cool. I mean, he doesn't care. He's not in the body. Nope. He has no clue. But he pins the, the bad guy against the wall, and she shocks him again with a defibrillator, and he blows up the bad guy. So I guess when you die in the astral plane, you die in real life? Sure. IRL? I. It makes sense to me. Okay. Because they were saying if you die in the mirror dimension, you die in real life, too. So okay. So I imagine it's the same rules. Got it. Matrix. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All <but> right. <laughs> Freddy Krueger rules. When you're if you die in. in the dream, you die in real life. Right. That's Johnny Depp. That's what he said. <laughs> so Doctor Strange is all sewn up and recovering, and he tells Christine he has to return, and he goes back through his gate and goes back into the closet with funny. Kanye West, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> is it Kanye it's in that? John it's Travolta. John Travolta and, and who Tom is Cruise. It? No, it was uh, R. Kelly. R R. Kelly I is added the ones, names to it. R. R. Kelly is the one telling them to come out of the closet. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah. I added names to it. We all know. We all know. Tom Cruise, John Travolta, come out the closet. I'm going to cap this bitch. Kanye's in there, too. Sure. Fuck Kanye. I don't think Kanye is is a Scientologist. Not important. Okay. You're right. He's running for president. Oh, yay. Lucky. He's just thirsty. Lucky Just us. real thirsty for attention, like all those other guys. It's a really fun scene because he's like- She's like, tell me what's happening, and he does, and she's like, all right, so you're not going to tell me? And then he opens up the door to the supply it, closet, very good. and there's the the portal. And he she walks should still have more questions. She should, absolutely. But, but the portal closes, and she turns around, and a broom falls over, and she screams, and that was not planned. She's a good actress. The the broom actually fell over, and she actually screamed, got scared, screamed, and they were still rolling, and they were like, we're using it. Absolutely using it. Then she went to check on Mrs. Neussbauer in room 301 for her- I don't know what, but not her astral plane, whatever it is. Like, how do you go back to real <laughs> oh, life yes. she after had a that super, if you're this doctor? <laughs> the rest of her day was very boring, I'm sure. Just sitting there like, who? I only had two people code today. I feel, what a boring day. I feel like she probably killed an astronaut on the operating table because she was busy thinking about somebody else. Probably. She was like, what the hell happened earlier with Steven? <laughs> Oh boy, this movie is extremely good and extremely weird and, and so weird, but so much fun. And astronauts are dying left and right and I love this movie. <laughs> I was gonna Gotta say, be very careful. Yeah. Astronauts <laughs> are dying left and right and I love this movie. You guys remember that time that Dave said that he, <laughs> he, he loved <laughs> astronauts back. dying and he made a Challenger joke all in the same oh, episode? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange a weird place. Doctor Strange gets back to the New York Sanctum and Kaecilius has escaped but Mordo and the Ancient One are there. And the Ancient One tells Strange that the London Sanctum has fallen and she's like, hey, maybe you should take over the New York one since you right. saw that Gerard guy get, Butler get couldn't, killed. couldn't save it from London is, Sanctum has fallen. There it is. L- London Sanctum has fallen. So we need you. Then so he comes. Also, save us. technically the New York Sanctum fell but since you're here, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you take it over? And Mordo's Did like, You fallen until you walk through the door? Is that it? Yeah. Mordo's sitting there like, Bitch, what about me? Why are you giving it to him? There's a reason. There's always a reason. Strange is like, I don't know. After all, I know that you use dark magic to prolong your life. J'accuse. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) She's like, choose your next words wisely, for you know not what you speak of. Yep. Tilda Swinton acting. Bam. I made her British. I don't know why. I don't know why either. It it Not even Benedict Cumberbatch is British in this movie. Nope. He's very American. He does a very good job. Yes, he's he's very uh, house. He sure is. <laughs> Doctor-wise, isn't he? Yeah. Caecilius returns with more zealots to the New York Sanctum, and Strange creates a mirror dimension to contain the fight, which spills out into the street. But it turns out, because of the dark dimension, they're actually stronger in the mirror dimension, so, whoops. You get all that? Yeah. <laughs> Cue more of that M.C. Escher Inception kaleidoscopic fractal like, mind fuckery. times a thousand. Times a thousand. This is the most incredible scene in the entire We movie. get a full-on trippy-ass, space-shifting chase-slash-fight scene through the streets of New York, but they keep Shifting. twisting and Everything moving and moving. reflecting on themselves. and It's the coolest fucking thing. This might be the coolest scene in the entire MCU. It's so awesome. This is incredible. It's so cool, especially from just a, a standpoint of... A standpoint? How? A standpoint? A, a stand, Stan Lee point? A standpoint. A standpoint! Well, it's funny you say that, because at this exact moment... <laughs> They fall because of, you know, t- the they walls shift, get shifted. They shift things. They fall onto a bus, and there is Mr. Stanley reading The Doors of Perception. By Aldous Huxley. By Aldous Huxley. The book, of course, about Aldous Huxley's psychedelic experience under the influence of Mescaline and its effects on his perception of science, art, and religion. Of course, as we all know. Very, uh... <laughs> strange? Very strange. <laughs> very important to, or I guess, relevant to the plot. How about that? You're not wrong. Let me ask you this, though. As we all know, Thanos, he's got that big old gauntlet on He does a thing. And does a snap. He does a snap. And snappy. then half the things have to go away. They go, oh, bye-bye. Naturally, it means half the Stan Lee cameos have to go away. Half of the stands. I'm not keeping track of how many stands we've snapped at this point. Who, no. How many have not been snapped. No, nobody is, I hope. <laughs> Please tell me that no one is. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Ugh. Do you think this stand got snapped? Yes. I disagree. Really? I think this is a living stand. I I don't really care about this stand very much. Okay. There's there's yeah. different versions of this very stand because it's a multiverse that I think I might care about, and I'm going to tell you about them now. Go ahead. So we've entered the third phase of the MCU. We know that because we have the sweet Michael Giacchino fanfare. We have the new Marvel Studios logo. We also have a new thing they're doing with Stan Lee cameos, where they are filming them in batches. Correct. So because he was he was very old at this. He's point. Very old. It's 2016. Yeah. He's got a few years left, but... He's know, officially on a timer. He's an old feeble man, and yes. he's like, let's knock out of, as many of these as we can at once. So on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, James Gunn got to film four back-to-back Stanley cameos. Okay. For Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Now, he later came out and told other takes they had of this scene. Okay. They are as follows. Oh! I wasn't ready for this. Okay. Stan is just reading a book, and he leans to the guy next to him and says, Hey, do you know what Excelsior means? That's terrific. It's great. I love it. The other, one, and There's another one where he's just throwing his head back and laughing as hard as he can, yelling, I'm laughing for no reason. I'm totally crazy. Nope. Snapped. That one's definitely snapped. Yep. And my favorite, Stan laughing hysterically at a Garfield book, yelling, he hates Mondays, but he loves lasagna. That is the least snap that we've ever seen. According to James Gunn, that was the one that was in the film, but it had to be cut because it was too long for the scene and it killed the momentum. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. I That's love that Stan, and that Stan lives Kevin every Feige, single time. you've officially fucked up. <laughs> and there it is. Release the gun cut. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. It's the same movie. Well, it's funny. With just a different just, cameo. Yeah. How about that? You had actually technically three directors from the MCU working on this movie. So Who's the other one? Uh, Taiko Watiti, but we'll get oh, there. that's fair. All right, very fair. So the ancient one returns to help, now visibly drawing power from the dark dimension, and you know that because she's got a weird red like yep, she got all scar on her forehead. Yep, yep. And she fights Cassilius and the zealots, helping Strange and Mortal escape. But she gets stabbed and she falls through the portal and falls to her death. Not even that. she falls, and you're like, "This is a lead character. Surely she's going to save herself." Yeah. And then she falls through like a, a overhang, a glass overhang, and right. falls very violently to the ground. And, and just, they don't cut away. No, they. She just smashes right into the ground, and, and civilians are like, "Oh, and yeah, like, yeah." It's a uh, it's a scene. One Punch Lady just just got plummeted. One punched by gravity. Oh man. Strange takes her to Christine's hospital. <laughs> of
1: course he does. Because
0: he only knows two places. In, <laughs> because he in knows they're not gonna ask questions. I'm bringing in a bald lady. Operate on her. He puts her life in Nick's hands. Hey, look at that. We kind of came full circle. Sort of. He was like, You ruined me. And now he's like, save this lady. Save this really <laughs> bald lady. Do it's it. This really bald la- But it's it's too late. So her astral form leaves her body, and they go over and look over New York and they have a whole astral projection conversation. This to me is my personal favorite scene from the MCU. Really, really, really. Okay, I put this up there with a very big moment in Endgame on your left. Oh, but this, to oh, me, I just got chills. This to me actually is above that because I think this is the most important scene in the entire MCU. Because That's this a scene, a lot here, to put on one scene. I know. This scene here sets up everything that's going to come. It's okay. more important than Hawkeye shooting first? That's in the past. Yeah, but it's more important than that? No. What? That's okay, a so, stupid. So thing that's say. the most important part? Yeah, of but the that's MCU? a given. Uh, that's a given. I feel like I want to hear you say that this scene is more important than that one. This scene's more important than All that right, one. All right, thank you. So, in order of importance, you have Hawkeye shooting first, and you have on your left Endgame. Yes. With this scene, you have. The Ancient One and Benny comes. By Doctor yes, I Strange mean, No. Huh? And by yes, I mean no. Come on. But they're talking. Yes. And what they're talking about is Doctor Strange, but they're not. Right. They're talking about the kind of grand scheme of things. They're talking about the umbrella. Let's face it. The Umbrella Academy? On Netflix? Stop it. Don't you fucking interrupt this <laughs> scene. They're talking about <laughs> the, gr- the like the bigger thing that's going on in the entire Marvel cinematic universe here. Right she's talking about how Doctor Strange has arrogance and fear or she's talking about how Ego Exactly and he says that's why I'm a brilliant surgeon she says no that's, that's why what, you're not rising to your full potential that's what kept you back from brilliance That's exactly it Kept you from brilliance And she says you're never going to realize like what this is all about and he said, like she asked do you want to know the future and he says no and then she gives him a look he says alright yeah I do <laughs> Of course Because this is him he's always thirsty for knowledge he Right wants to and know she sees everything. right through him and she says that the thing that's really holding him back is that it's not about him. the most important lesson is it's not it's about not about you you, yes, and I have chills even just thinking about that moment right now because that's going to come back in Endgame in the biggest way possible that's true, and it is set up here in Doctor Strange. None of this is about the person that it's about right this the m c u is not about the person that the movie's about it's not about you, it's about the grand scheme it's about of things. Thanos. <laughs> it's not even about Thanos. No, it's not. Because spoiler, turn on your radio for a hot second when Iron Man does a snap. It's the first time he realizes it's not about him in that movie. In that movie, <laughs> none of this because stuff... I think he learns it's not about him in every movie he's in. Yeah, but then he forgets. But it then he forgets for the next because movie because Iron Man's piece shit. We you know. But <laughs> I hate uh, him. You, I hate you, him three thousand. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners heard my eye roll, but I tried. <laughs> it was. Very loud. I'm going to have to adjust that in post. <laughs> the thing that it's not about you and Benedict Cumberbatch realizing that is so meaningful. Because this is a guy who's even more arrogant than Iron Man. Yeah. And the sacrifice and that he makes in this movie coming up is even greater than any other hero we've seen so far. Oh, 100%. It's in a much more bland way. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. But it's not about you. I want you to think about that for phase three. It's not about you. And I think that's my biggest issue with Civil War, is that it's not about you, but both those sides made it about them. Absolutely. And that's a huge problem. Everybody in that movie is fighting a personal battle. Exactly. That's going to come back into Infinity War, even. Yeah. And that's when it gets settled, that they realize it's not about you, to a point. Now I understand why that's the first movie of Phase 3. Doctor Strange is the linchpin of Phase 3, and it's this line here that really holds it all together. Huh. And I think that this is just so fucking brilliant the way they pulled it off. And it's directed so simply because you have it looking behind Tilda Swinton and Benedict Cumberbatch. And then when she says it's not about you, there's a pause. And it's a it's a Favreau-sized pause <laughs> that gets the camera turned around. I think that's the moment. Yeah. And it's not hidden at all in this movie. Oh, no. But you have two Oscar winners just saying this very basic dialogue going at it with each other. And it lands so hard. It has so much weight to it. It's so powerful. Yeah. It is absolutely gorgeous the way they pulled this thing off. It's very This well is done. such an unbelievable scene, in this movie. And it is so simple and almost kind of nothing. And I'm not going to say it's thrown away because it's not. It's easily forgettable and skippable, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's huge. Most of the time in the MCU, the I forgettable think... stuff is not a throwaway. No, and people, it's there for a reason. It's, the, everything's it's there always for there a for reason. a reason. I want everyone to remember whenever we talk about MCU from now on, it's not about you. It's not with about these you, listeners. It is about <laughs> you, listeners. We love you, listeners. But in hero terms, it's not about you. This is perfect. It's, it is super well done. This is why this it's, is my favorite Marvel movie, it's Very is that this is the glue. I'm not going to say that you're putting too much weight on this movie, because I don't think you are, but you're putting a lot on it. I am, and I think it's deserved. Okay. I'll back it up all day. I could do this all day. I could do it all day. <laughs> I love Doctor Strange. But yeah, so you have it. Two Oscar winners standing there. Did he win? Didn't he? I don't think he won for Imitation Game. Right. I think he was, he was definitely, at least nominees. At the very least, Oscar nominees. So like I said, one Oscar winner and one nominee. <laughs> we'll edit it in that I said that the entire time. That's 100% what you said. Two extremely good fucking actors, Brian. How about yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. One British, one not. You pick which one's which. <laughs> i don't think that i will carry on it's not about you brian it's not about <sighs> right <you. laughs> right strange returns to the new york sanctum meeting with mordo and now they're like all right we, we have to go to hong kong right because that's that's obviously where they're going next right the one that is also the still one standing. that's still there the one that's also still there yeah right. it's, there's it's, two standing we're in one let's go to the other one. let's go to the other one because i don't know they killed the guy who's protecting this one when they arrive It's over. Cassilius has already done his damage. Wong is is dead. The Sanctum has fallen, and Dormammu's dark dimension is growing from the rubble. Yep, not what you expect to see when you walk through a shiny hole into another city. No, no. Usually, you get to your shiny hole and you have a chance to defend. Nope, not here. No, it's already done. But, strange, he realizes he's still wearing that Eye of Agamotto, and he uses it to reverse the process, which sets up a whole badass fight scene where time is running backwards around them. Yeah, so this is a... It's like a quote-unquote reverse fight scene where time is going backwards, but the, but they're fighting, they're fighting forwards, forwards, and it's, so they're having to avoid uh, obstacles in the world in reverse that have come in the past. Now, how do you even think of this? I don't. And know. how do you pull it off this brilliantly visually? It's insane. Every fight scene in this movie is the best fight scene. It really is, because they're avoiding, like, cars and falling things that are yeah. now rising up to and become part of a structure again. Rubble that's lying on the street that's going back to buildings. Walls that are punched out. I mean, fucking Mads Mickelson here gets cask of Amontilladoed at a point. Yeah. He gets put into a wall. <laughs> a solid reference. Oh, my God. Shout out to Edgar Allan Poe. I'm going to Sammy Sosa. So, Yo. that, that, that the, whole thing that he did whenever he you know, hit a home run. Fun fact, uh, Sammy Sosa was also always shouting out Poe. That's right. Yeah. As we all know. Well, a uh, little known fact. Yep. He's a very big Edgar Allan Poe I, fan. It's amazing. It's a big EAP, Stan. Yep. That, that's what he had on his, <laughs> has a tattoo <laughs> of it on his steroided arm and his corked bat. All right. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't bring up the Sosa. I, 98 was a You brought up the baseball. Sosa. I didn't bring up the Sosa. He's Kaiser Sosa. He tried to There's legally name, he, he legally <laughs> <laughs> tried to change his name to Posa. Because he loves Edgar Allan Poe so much. Started putting dead roses everywhere. That yeah, was yeah. the kicker. That's when we knew. Wong is revived from death and he joins them. And it's it's great because he's like- I Because know. it's in reverse. He gets revived from death. Right. He's right. like, I know. I'm breaking the laws of nature. And he's like, well, don't stop now. Wong's the best. That's the moment where Wong is like, all right, I'm not playing it straight anymore. Nope. I like can't. this guy. Yep. He just fine. revived me from death. Right. That's You should be best friends with him for forever. Exactly. But Caecilius recovers and manages to stun Strange, stopping the process before it completes. But Strange still has one last trick up his sleeve. Yes, he does. And it's the ultimate trick. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's so smart is what it is. It has to be smart. Oh, because yeah. Doctor Strange is not going to beat your, someone fistic style. You're beefy. Actually, Derrickson put it best. He said he wanted to play on the superhero trope of a big fight scene where they're tearing up a city and there's a portal opening up and they have to close it. He wanted to subvert it by having the villain defeated by an intelligent use of power, rather than showing which CGI thing can hit the other CGI thing harder. I like it. So what we have is Doctor Strange flying off to the heart of Dormammu's dark dimension. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. We came full circle. And he only says it once, unlike me. That's I kept it. repeating Just it because I thought it was one, funny. One time. To interrupt Ryan with it. He confronts Dormammu, creating- Dormammu, a- I've come here to bargain. Creating an infinite time loop. Much like Dave has in this episode, Dormammu have come here to bargain using the Eye of Agamotto. Dormammu kills Strange. Dormammu, I've come here to bargain. Dormammu kills Strange in a multitude of ways. Dormammu have come here to bargain, but time always resets to the moment Dormammu Strange first confronted him. I've come here to bargain. Yeah, we got it, and Dormammu gets about as pissed off as I am right now.
1: I like how Bendy
0: comes <laughs> is doing a different line reading every single time he yeah, does it Yeah. of one of those like okay exasperated Dormammu I've come here to bargain I've done Dormammu. this a hundred times this guy sacrifices his own life a hundred times well Dormammu says like this is gonna hurt and he's like yeah life is pain boom boom Do you see these hands these hands I got hurt once <laughs> life is pain <laughs> they're real shaky <laughs> very dramatic <laughs> ah. what else is there to live for you <laughs> <laughs> this is such a clever way to pull off an ending. Oh yeah, he basically. How often do we see a superhero not beat someone up, just to outsmart them, just completely outsmart them? Rarely, brilliant. Rarely, and and it's such a clever way because you see him pop over like this mountain of something <sighs> and land, and then just says the line, Dormammu, I've come to bargain." I wanted to get one in. Dormammu it's is overkill if you do it at this point. He's furious. <laughs> he really is. He's like, ah. Uh, Basically did, how many times did he do it? They don't really tell you. They just kind of montage it. They do. I remember him doing it more the first time I saw it, and the second time I remember Dormammu getting a little pissed off a little too quickly about it. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm not sure still where it lands, if it's appropriate or I not. feel like they do like a whole thing where you're not really sure how many times it's happened. Sure. Because they just show they cut they, they smash cut him dying a bunch of different a ways. A whole bunch of different ways. So I mean, yeah, Iron Man might have given his life. But nuts, how many different ways but... can Dormammu kill him? That's what I want to know. Does it matter how many different ways there are? He could do the same one twice, a hundred times. That's fair. I mean, at some point, and the point that we're getting to is Dormammu just goes like, fuck this. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm not used to having the constraint of time. I don't like this. Strange basically is like, you're my prisoner right now. I will keep dying because it keeps everybody down there safe. Correct. Because it's not about him. It's not about him. Dormammu finally agrees to leave Earth alone in return for Strange ending the time loop. So Strange returns to the streets of Hong Kong, and Caecilius and his crew are sucked into the dark dimension before it vanishes. Saved the day. Yeah. Hong Kong Sanctum finishes rebuilding, and time starts forward again. The warnings come after the spells. They sure do. And Wong cracks the fuck up. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Finally got him to laugh. That was a whole running thing. Yes. Mordo is upset, though, because Strange broke the rules in using the time pendant, and the Ancient One used what he considers to be forbidden powers to prolong her life. I like that bit of character development yeah, there. Yeah, Mordo's um, a very by-the-books guy. and by the book and, and he, even though they won, he's like, I can't be part of this anymore. This is, this is wrong, you guys. Yeah, good the, we saved the day, The but bill always comes due. Yes. Is what he, his mantra is, I guess. Not Shambhala. That's the Wi-Fi password. That's the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Strange takes over the New York Sanctum, placing the Eye of Agamotto back into its garden place at Kamar-Taj, And Wong tells him that's a good idea, since it's not wise to walk around the streets wearing an infinity stone. Boom! Now we know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Motherfucker's been walking around with an Infinity Stone the whole time. The whole time. I didn't know it was an Infinity Stone. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I clearly know what it is after watching right, right, everything right. that came after, but every single it's, time it's like, oh, duh, that's the Time Stone. okay. Duh. Maybe don't fuck with that, Yeah, Doc Strange. Yeah. Don't no do that. wonder he had power over Dormammu. He had an Infinity Stone. That is wild to me. Yeah. Still, thinking back on it. And that's that's basically the movie. But then we get a mid-credits scene directed by Taika Watiti. It's very short. It's very simple. Very short. Doctor Strange sits down with Thor, magically refilling his beer and agreeing. It's awesome! It's so cool. Oh god! He hands him. What did he hand him at first? Tea. And Thor's like, I don't. Like, really I, don't, drink I, don't tea. I don't drink this. And what do he, you drink? It's a Not giant tea. stein. Oh, it's a huge stein of beer, and he drinks it down and. In- Seconds flat, which is amazing on its own. But then it's it, like in a quick cut too. It's it so refills good. <laughs> in his hand while he looks at it like, "What the hell?" It's great. And then Doctor Strange is like, "What's it going to take you to get the fuck out of New York and get your crazy ass Loki?" Uh, basically brother Loki. Out of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care that Thor's there, but he's like, "All right, if it, I help you find Loki's Odin, Loki's a threat. How you're gonna get you're gonna get Loki out of here as soon as possible." Right? Cool. I'll help. Boom. Done. Movie over. Bam. But That's and then we now. get then we get the credits, and the last thing in the credits is. Driving while distracted can be hazardous to you and others on the road. Please drive responsibly. <laughs> yes, because the warnings come after the movie. How great is that? What a touch. But then we get the post credit yes. of Mordo showing up to the Benjamin Brat. Yes. Because he he's He visits still there, Benjamin Brat. And he says, hey, man. He's like, give me my magic back. Give me my magic back. And he, he sucks the magic out of the Benjamin Brat. And the Benjamin Brat is all. He, he goes back to just, being paralyzed. Yep. And Mordo's like, I know what the problem is. Too many damn sorcerers. That's it. As that whole he say viral damn, video of too like many it. chefs or whatever it was. Too many cooks. <laughs> too many cooks. That's what it was. Too many sorcerers. Too many damn sorcerers. And maybe that'll pay off one day. Who maybe. knows? Maybe in like two or three years. Who knows? Maybe Sam Raimi's going to have a part to play in that. Sam Raimi. That is Doctor Strange 2016, directed by the Scott Derrickson. Yes. Let's fast forward and Let's. talk about Doctor Strange. And in the Multiverse of Madness. Directed by the Sam Raimi. Doctor Strange and the Mom. Uh, how are we going to do this? How How is this movie going to play out? Because this is going to be wild. As I this honestly me. totally forgot how much of the multiverse they actually introduced in it's this movie. It's insane how much of the multiverse they introduced. Like Even by the time I watched Endgame, I was like, I forgot that Doctor Strange set so much of this up. Even by Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was like, oh yeah, they kind of do touch on the multiverse quite a bit in Doctor Strange. They do. A lot. Right? It's not about you. It's about the multiverse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Raimi, what is he going to bring to the table in this thing? Obviously, they've been saying that this Doctor Strange have... mom is a <laughs> horror movie. It has elements of horror, they said. It's not a straight horror but movie. But as it should, Doctor Strange Absolutely. has a ton of horror built into it. Even this one with the the hands and, and the eyeball and everything, when he's doing right. going, going on his magical yeah, The mystery. whole fucky part of it. Yeah, the fucky part. I think we're getting a lot more of that. I think you're right. Than we did in the first one. I know we're getting some Scarlet Witch. As we should. The the big bad is rumored sense. to be Nightmare, which is going to be a whole thing. That's going to be just insane. Yeah. I, I when it comes down to it. Feel like and then you have Sam Raimi, who is an extremely visionary director. Yes. At the hell of it. And, and you he's know, going to throw his touches in there. When you give Raimi money, things happen. Things happen. And, and oh, this boy, movie had a $165 million budget. I can't imagine what they're going to put in the next one. Because it's supposed to, again, be a linchpin in the next phase. As it should be. Because this one was the linchpin in phase three. That's what people are saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I meant by people. What I'm curious to see is, where do you go from here? Obviously, we know where we're going in phase three from here, from Doctor Strange. We know where we're going. But the next step is phase four. What are we setting up? I feel like they're trying to set up different places where they can play with characters and it won't affect other storylines, personally, is what I think is happening. I think Feige's trying to expand into different realms that he can play in and it won't necessarily affect storylines happening over here. So are you saying that they're going to separate a little bit more? A little bit. Yeah. Between the TV and the movie or not so much because. Oh no, I think the TV and movies are going to be linked, but I think that he's trying to set up like, like there'll be more, like I think blade is going to be a separate kind of dimension kind of thing. I also think it's going to help set up a, a shared universe between Sony. Well, Sony kind of got their ass handed to them in this whole entire deal and it wasn't a secret. That backlash was insane. Oh, it was a Disney Sony fight. Absolutely. And the crazy part was neither side was wrong. Right. No, no. It I'm was just one of those not. things of like it's like you know. Do I, you really want to lose all those fans? I have this very popular property and putting and Spider-Man both that. into the MCU can only help Venom and Mobius. Absolutely. It, it can only help. And now and now they're building there's talks of a Spider-Woman movie possibly happening. Sure. Um, The problem with that is Marvel has the rights to Jessica Drew, and Sony has the rights to Spider-Woman, so it's one that they're going to have to collab on if it's going to be done right. There's also talks of uh, Silver and Black, which is Silver, Sable, and Black Cat. There's obviously the Venom sequel coming out. There's a whole bunch that Sony's doing just in their own universe. There was talks of a Madam Web movie, which is just absolutely bonkers. I agree. Sony's making too many plans right now with their Spider-Man universe for me to not think that they're still in talks with Marvel on some level. There's a lot of talks. Did I call it Mobius? I think you did. You were Morbius. thinking Sonic the Hedgehog. It's fine. Weird, man. <laughs> like, I said it and just felt sick to my stomach. Um, It's Jared Leto. It's a weird time with those combinations. Yeah. It's a really weird time. It's strange, and we don't know where it's going to go. But it's one of those things also for it's like for the greater good of what helps each other out. Right. Right, because Venom made Venom 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 Bank made more money than this did. It made a ton of money. Yeah, but people shit on Venom all the time. They it, absolutely and they're it, wrong because Venom not is that, that an insanely movie. enjoyable movie. Yeah, it just makes me curious of what's going to jump into what's to come. Right, and Sam Raimi's that's jumping into what's to come. So this there's is actually your, kind of Spider Man connection. <laughs> it's curious, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah multiverse in the title of the movie tells me that there's going to be crazy things happening. It's going to set up a lot for the future of this Do you franchise. think it's going to go like a crisis on Infinite Earths type situation of you have a whole bunch of, obviously, a different multiverse, but you have a whole bunch of different properties that you want to combine? Properties that you want to combine, maybe but also that you, you want to settle, if you will. Because even in the Spider-Verse itself, mm-hmm. not the into the Spider-Verse, because right. that is not the proper Spider-Verse, even though it's extremely good. It's very good. Very, very That good. got rid of a lot of different spider characters, if you will. Different timelines. Yeah. That was kind of their Spider-Man version of a Christ on Infinite Earth where you need to eliminate some guys. Simplifying character. some stuff. So Exactly. We can, yeah. Keep a, do you think relevant that, that, like, I personally think that the multiverse of madness is a way to do that with some of these Marvel properties. Possibly. They're introducing new stuff so much right now, though. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say what they're going to do. But they also have the rights now. They're back from Fox for Fantastic Four and X Men. This is right. an opportunity to bring those in. If they wanted to, they're not going to be the Fox versions. They are going to be completely recast, as it should be. I I do not think there are so many people right now who are like, yeah, we're going to get more. We're going to get more Hugh Jackman. You're not. You're not. And if That's they over. do, That's I will be done. very upset. I will too. But then you're also getting John Krasinski Fantastic Four. It's like that should happen. But it's, also, who gives a shit if it does? At this point, it's so. It's been. It's been fan-casted and, and rumored for so long that they either have to do it or they have to do something completely different, which is an unfor- unfortunate position for Marvel to be in. It is, and it's weird that we're talking about that with Doctor Strange, of all things. Yeah. But it just it feels right to talk about the next thing. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, the sequel's been announced. It's one of the few where the sequel's been right. really announced. Like, Thor, the sequel's been announced. Yeah. We know what's coming after Ragnarok. Exactly. We know where we've been now with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. It's set up. At this point, it's a one-off. Right, right. It's a one-off with a character that comes back a couple times. Exactly. And a huge team-up. He's massively important in that team-up. Pivotal. But it's a one-off. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting a Sam Raimi sequel. And I have never been more excited for a movie in a really long time because of how much I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. As a character, as a comic, I love it. I also know Scott Derrickson put so much time, effort, and care into this movie that I'm, I'm hesitant to be excited for Raimi. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of wish that Scott Derrickson was still involved. And I know- Does it create a differences? I know at one point he tweeted something about like studio mandates and, and timelines being All a right. huge issue. But now everything's been pushed back so much because sure. of coronavirus. They probably would have had time to iron everything out, which is kind of a bummer. But I mean, things happened. And do you know we're actually closer now to the Black Widow original Blu-ray release than we are from. A- <laughs> when it was supposed to come out in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. So that's how much everything's been pushed back. It's a weird time. It's very strange. (laughs) It's very Doctor Strange. So I guess, Brian, the question is, uh, after all that discussion, that movie, Rotten Tomatoes, 1 100. Where's this thing going to fall? 92? Uh, A little little lower than that, 89. Oh, okay. Audience score's 86%. Roger Ebert did not see this movie due to death. Yep, that sometimes happens.
1: Just ask the
0: ancient one. Yeah, it's true. A couple other... uh, Critics did see this thing. Okay. Christopher Orr from The Atlantic, he gave it a rotten, and he said, With Doctor Strange, the Marvel magic seems largely to have run out, which is unfortunate, given the movie's titular protagonist is himself a magician. Um, ugh, that's a stretch for a pun. Baseball season's come back, and that's a swing and a miss. Yeah. yeah so there you have it. Ugh. Oops. Also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Nicholson That's a great podcast called Unspooled. Paul yes. Cheer. It's great. They're winding down. On that. They're almost either. Really? If AFI would top one hundred. Oh. Are they gonna yeah. do something after that? Or they said they would. Okay. We'll see where they go. They're great. Intriguing. She said, defiantly old school, not the cozy apple scented nostalgia of the first Captain America film, but that cold back of the library whiff of eraser nubs and mold. I appreciated that because this movie definitely feels lived in. Yeah. Which yeah, is for neat. sure. Whereas in a lot of other Marvel movies, to this point you have these high-tech, futuristic, very clean oh, absolutely. rooms. absolutely. Whereas this does this not have that feel. This deal. is based on ancient ritual and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's a very nice. It gave it like an environment, yeah. if you will. Like, we're not going to see an environment like this again until Black Panther. And right. Black Panther's all future tech also. Right, right, So this is a very unique take. It's future tech steeped in tradition. Exactly. So it's, yeah. This is neat. I this really appreciate really her cool. saying that. Yeah. What I don't appreciate Are The Monsters on Amazon.com. Oh, boy. What did they have to say this time? They gave this movie a 4.7 out of 5. Okay. There are 5,800 reviews. 79% are five star. Good. 1% are one star. That's okay. I can live with that. From March 28th, 2017, This is worse than Hulk. (laughs) Great talent, but where's the writing? Cheesy, predictable, boring plot. What? Two-dimensional characters. What? Clichés galore. Great effects. Wasted talent. I don't understand what this person wanted. Um, Did they predict that there wasn't going to be a beat-em-up? They the they thing? predicted that it's... Come on, Dave. Everybody knows the old... Oh, the the main character locks the evil villain into a time loop and tortures him until he gives up and just leaves. listen. I've seen enough Bill Murray movies to know uh, this is the way that you take down a groundhog named Armamu. Oh, wow. That's what that movie was about, right? Predictable. Took down the groundhog. Two-dimensional characters. (laughs) Yeah, nope. No. This is a deep movie, in fact. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. From June 6, 2020. Meh. Another origin story. Doctor Strange is a rich scumbag neurosurgeon, he's going to break down the movie, yep. who gets into a life-altering car accident because yep. he was speeding, weaving in and out of traffic and playing with his freaking phone and not watching where his Ferrari was going. Yeah. it was a Lambo. It was a Lambo, first of all, yeah. He gets patched up by his doctor buddies, but does not face any type of consequences for his negligently reckless driving. I mean, he loses his job, the use of his hands, and all of his money. No consequences, like they no said. consequences. Oh, also his love, he loses her because he's Co- a dick. Right. I was over this movie within the first fifteen minutes. Okay. Which the uh, car crash I don't think happens the first 15 two. Minutes. It's not important. <laughs> he then travels to Nepal in search of a mystical cure of for the nerve damage in his hands, trying to impose his Western ideologies on the natives. Right, right. And tries right. to strong arm the natives. The native, Tilda the, Right, the white Tilda Swinton. Right the mystical healers into teaching him their tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the nerve endings that were not part of, of the... Correct. There's no All of that. They reject him at first, but eventually give in under relentless pressure. Five hours of standing on the doorstep. Yep, yep. He yep, stood of course, outside. Of course. 15 minutes. He watched 15 minutes. <laughs> Typical rich scumbag arrogance. Is this the type of behavior we want to present to our kids and the rest of the world? Do not buy this movie Terrible, Worst movie <sighs> ever, <sighs> Do ever, Doctor Strange, and <sighs> Unlikable character. Woof. Okay, but like there's an arc. Yep. Uh, okay, you cannot like the guy. <laughs> I watched the guy her fifteen minutes, and he was an asshole. Uh, you think he's going to end up there at the end? Come on! Wow, people are fucking morons. Wow. From March twenty fourth, twenty seventeen, I have never before watched anything about Doctor Strange. Okay, there's only been one movie, yep. so so no one else has either. We're doing all right so far. There's like one in the seventies, I think. I was hopeful this would be exciting, humorous, action-packed with good dialogue. Okay, it was. It had all that. What I found was the action was too loud, the dialogue too quiet, and not especially interesting. Okay, so volume issues. Uh, we're going to get there, because uh, Brian this one with me, and I kind of agree. Yeah. What he goes on to say is, I kept bouncing between 8 and 20 on the volume button. Eventually, I decided this movie was a big old bucket of suck, and left it on 4. I have so many problems with that. I do, too, but I also don't. Because the volume was a big issue. The volume, I mean that's that is It was a huge issue when it's we watched it Brian. Typical Marvel movie. And that dialogue is very quiet and the action is very loud. But to leave it on half the volume you needed for, for the dialogue. I scenes think that was just him being movie? a troll. I mean, of course it was. <laughs> but to give up on a movie because of the volume He didn't. He says, I do not see how this character fits with Thor and Iron Man. Sorry, but Captain America did not catch my attention. In truth, I fell asleep. The best part of the entire film came in the end credits when Thor made an appearance, plugging his next adventure. No. <laughs> Brian is looking at me no. like he's broken right now. What? I'm sure that whatever filter I throw on this thing editing-wise is going to cut out that giant gaping silence that Brian just provided. What the hell? But here we are. You're broken. I am broken. I'm speechless. I don't even know. They really are monsters, aren't they? They really, really are. This is not a joke, Brian. From May 4th, 2018. You're lucky I don't have too many of these, because this movie's fucking terrific. It's amazing. This is, relatively speaking, the worst movie ever made. Ever made. (laughs) Ever made, <laughs> to uh, me, You should watch Swamp Thing from 1982. You should. I gave it one star because no stars, or more fittingly, minus six stars, oh. wasn't a valid choice. Take away the big name actors and the endless FX and the overblown score, and we're left with something Ed Wood could sneer at. I'm not sure I understand what they're saying. Ed Okay. Okay. <laughs> if Ryan is not doing well with if this. If you took the plot and the characters out, what would you have left, guys? An Ed Wood movie, apparently. I, I guess so. Plan 9 no, from Outer some, Strange. Something that Edward would sneer at. <laughs> right. So That's not how the English language works. Nope. In terms of terminology I, and definitions. Sometimes sneering is hard. With all the recent sordid revelations coming out of Hollywood, the general public can't really plead ignorance. Products such as this movie reveal everyone attached to them to be suffering from a deep-seated rot of the soul. Go ahead! Watch this mess. You won't thank me. Soul rot. This guy doesn't realize it's not about him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you won't thank me. You're right. Uh, no. Mostly no, because I... I wish you were one of the astronauts that was killed earlier. I found this review. Apologies when... to all the astronauts who were killed earlier. Unhelpful. Unhelpful, this, this review. That's very fair. <laughs> I don't. There's not many. I have a couple others, and they're weird because uh, from March 9, 2017, this is for sale at Best Buy for $34.99. This price is a ripoff. Come on, Amazon. One star for your price. For your Best Buy price. <laughs> <laughs> they reviewed a Best Buy product on Amazon.com. But then it got weird because they said from February 27, 2017, where's the Blu-ray? Guess I'm going to Best Buy. And then followed up with, from March 5, 2017, title, one star review. The movie is, was awesome. Five stars. The one star is because I had to get it from Target. What is happening? I don't know. Do people think that Amazon.com is just a place you go to rate movies? I'm not sure. It's like I bought it at Best Buy. I, I want to IMD Target. Amazon. Yeah, I love this movie, but you get one star because I had to buy it elsewhere. Exactly. What? I don't get it either. The uh, last one I have is from May 5th, 2017. I don't get the hype. Bunch of fanboys wetting themselves over it, I guess. Yup. Yeah. I'm wet. Yeah. I'm so wet. I am. Gross. <laughs> I am a Catwoman <laughs> level of wet for this oh, movie. Oh, God. Dave. Ew. Yeah. Moist. I know. Baby. I was sitting next to you on the couch watching it. <laughs> it's still cleaning. it. I have to get that thing re I have to redo my laundry. <laughs> Just did it this weekend. Oh, it's the best. Brian, let's give this thing a super stuff Let's score. Let's Please. do that. Let's, let's do that. But first, I have two actual IMDb trivia facts. Two? Two. Two? Uh, one of them I found absolutely intriguing. It's not one of those typical IMDb trivia facts i do. So it's a proper... This is cool. It's a proper fact. Okay. It really has very little to do with the movie. Who cares? This is great. This is the fourth film in which Rachel McAdams plays the love interest of a man who can travel through or otherwise manipulate time. The others were The Time Traveler's Wife, Midnight in Paris, and About Time. In none of these four movies does McAdams' character herself get to participate in these time travels or manipulations. That is a weird typecast. Fascinating. If that's the case. <laughs> Fascinating. Also, what the hell? Let Mickey Adams travel through time. Please, on. someone let her do it. Midnight in Paris is great, by the way. I've never seen it. A huge, Surprise. Huge, huge fan. Is one that the my, one with uh, Owen one of, Wilson? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. Okay. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. It's so, so, so good. I intended to see that and it never happened. So, see it. I did not know that it had anything to do with time travel. So I feel like that's a spoiler warning. It sort of does in a very fun way. Okay. It's very good. The other IMDb actual (laughs) trivia fact is Benedict Wong shares the same surname as his character. Hey, how about that? Yeah. I can't believe it either. So uh, that has been an actual IMDb trivia fact. Let's give this thing a Super Stuff score. Please. Story and motivation. I'm going to give this, I don't think it's a one. I agree. I think it's a very good story and a very good motivation. His motivation Eventually. is very self-serving to begin with, as most of these characters are. That's true. That's more hero stuff. It is more hero stuff, but his motivation is ultimately to save the world, and he does that. Is it? It is. Oh yeah, it once does. He realized, ultimately, he yes. Sacrifices himself over and over and over again. Over and over again. He Iron Man so only sacrificed himself exactly. once. Iron Man ain't got shit on Doctor Strange, bitch. I, I kind of want to go point seven five. I feel like there's too many dead astronauts for. Yeah, this movie to really have a great yeah. story, I, to we, have a perfect story. We I killed say. too many astronauts for it to be perfect, but point seven five I think is is fair. Hero, I think is the one. Full arc is there. Everything is there. He goes on a full journey. He starts off as somebody more bitter and less snarky than Tony Stark, and becomes a very likable dude. But what I like who about him most is that he's a brilliant surgeon it. because he's constantly trying to learn. He's tr- constantly trying to challenge himself. That's how he gets in the accident. Yeah, is because he's trying to find the best case for him to take. So naturally, when he can't perform surgery anymore, he becomes obsessive about the next thing. And right. he becomes obsessed about learning about all these spells and how this all works. And I think that yeah, that's is That's just who he is so as a person. Brilliant. He's obsessive. Yeah. And it works. And he's got a photograph from memory, which just helps, really. Yeah. It went from medicine to mania. Boom. And then. That's what Rachel got him said. Bam. <laughs> so, I, there are, you go. I'm, I'm going to go one. One, Dr. I think, it's fair. One. Villains. Here's what I like about Mads Mickelson. He's got a sex thing named after him. He's Besides the, that, there's always that. Who will always have that? Correct. Um, he has an actual motivation. He just sees the solution to a problem a different way. He's not wrong. He has, well, for what it's worth, the best villains in the MCU are Phase are properly Three. Properly motivated in Phase Three. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's kind of forgotten because he's going to get eclipsed yes. by a long shot. He's underplayed a lot. But he's very good. so good. I kind of want to go one. I appreciate that he always is looking to progress. Yes. Even in the scenes where he recognizes that uh, time travel is happening, where the world's getting turned back in reverse, he charges because he realizes, I need to stop this right now. This is last-ditch effort. It's Let's go time. He's constantly trying to achieve this goal. I'm going to go one. I think one is Because he's terrific. Even though Dormammu is kind of the big bad. That's true. But he's also not. Because even Dormammu is, is pretty. He's a big bad. Poor. He's one of the biggest bads that there is. Absolutely. And I love what they did with this character. They didn't give him like the the flame thing it's from nice. the comics. They it's they real did nice. interdimensional flowy. It was just really cool. I want to go one one. Parents unknown. We know nothing zero. about his parents. That is a zero. Female characters. But... I like her. I think she needs to ask more questions. The ancient one? No, she's mm. terrific. Ancient she's one's terrific. Phenomenal. She's got a ton of depth to her. Yes. Of, you know, she's the good guy, but she's also pulling she power from pulling, the dark. Yeah. And, but I also think Rachel McAdams, she's the one I think needs to ask more questions. Oh, that's 100%. A she, she accepts things way too easily in this movie. I'm going to go 0. 0.75. I think, that, I think there needs fair. to be a knock for that. She's also a very skilled surgeon who can who can afford to, or not a surgeon. She's an ER doctor, right? I think so. And she, she can afford to give $34,000 gifts. So Good for her. That's savings Ooh. for you, though. That's just being savvy with money. Is it being savvy to blow your savings on a $34,000 gift for to somebody Benny, who can for afford Benny anything you yep. want? Yes, it is. Like, I guess that's savvy. Setting. New York, New York, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Nepal. Nepal. And they didn't film in either of them, really? I don't think. They they did film in New York a little barely. bit. Barely. Barely. But they are barely in New York, except for that giant scene, which is all CGI. Correct. And they did a lot of tile and plating shots and yada yada. It's the same guy who did Avengers location-wise. Yeah. He's yeah. great. They did a lot of filming in Uh, the UK, which is London is the other location. Right. I think I'm going to go 0.75 on this one just because it felt generic. Did it? It did. And I mean, they close up streets a lot of the time where you have all your Escher effects going on and it made it feel tighter where it made it feel a little more fake. It didn't feel like New York. Yeah, you get the Chrysler building kind of in the- Well, they were also in the mirror dimension. In the mirror dimension, you do get like the Chrysler building again. You get- all they use a buildings lot of there. iconic buildings uh, for the tiling kaleidoscopic yeah. effects. Yeah, just because, and it's really interesting the way they did it is is they didn't take into effect lighting or texture. They did everything grayscale and just used iconic pieces, and then had it, uh, the scenes approved by the director based on that imagery instead of having things like you know color what color and lighting taken. Filmmaking is really really hard. I'm gonna go one. I think one is appropriate. They they actually filmed in all the locations it's supposed to be. Good enough. There is a Nepal unit. I there's know that a Nepal unit. So and there's very little that actually happens in Nepal. Yeah, let's outside, go. I'm going to so. go one then. You're, that's a good argument. You're right. Style and tone. I'm going to go one big time. One big, big possibly time. one five. Uh, I'm on board for a one five. Let's do the, a one five. This this is unlike any other the Marvel style movie. On this is unreal. Yeah, and no other Marvel Marvel movie is going to touch this thing. No, un- until maybe Doctor Strange. Mom. Maybe. 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 And we don't even know that yet. Right. So we have who knows? no idea music. I already have a smile on my face. Michael fucking Giacchino is going to get an easy one here. I don't think it's any higher. I think it's an easy one. Here. Here, here, let let me just learn you something real quick about Michael fucking Giacchino. Please. The score for this movie was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. I've heard of it. And during the recording session, one Sir Paul McCartney was in the studio. Now, how do you even focus with that? I don't know. But he heard one of Giacchino's cues being recorded and he likened it to the Beatles song I am the walrus. Jesus Christ! He's like, oh, a bit of walrus in there, huh? That how? How wow? How do you even perform? Wow. Also, how your job is Michael Giacchino, and this is happening? Of all the songs while working on this movie, which is more appropriate than that song? It's perfect. It's unreal. It's absolutely perfect. I'll also mention that this movie is the first to feature the new Marvel Studios fanfare that plays in every movie up until. I'll go one five. I'll give it a bump. I think it deserves a bump. I think if I think Paul the music McCartney on this... at Abbey Road likens it to a Beatles yeah, song, yeah. which is the most trippy fucking Beatles song that there probably is, sold one yeah, five. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. One-liners. I like it. There's there's not a lot, but the ones that are there are very they good. Land hard. Too. The man charted. <laughs> the man charted <laughs> a top ten hit with a flugelhorn. <laughs> Chuck Mangione, but he's naming so the songs. So good. You don't know Beyonce. Just Wong, like Adele? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you have- you Dormammu. It's not about you. Dormammu, I'm here I've, to bargain. I've come to bargain. I want to go one. I think this is a great movie I with one-liners. One is- There's very good lines in this movie. It's good. It might be high, but I, I'll accept it. I don't care. I'm a fanboy who's wetting myself over this. Again? Can't believe it either. Impact on the genre. And that's the tricky one mm. with this, because Doctor Strange does play a massive role yes. in Infinity War. Yes, he does. And it's in character to his arc from this movie. Correct. And you know what? He actually might play the biggest role in the rest of the Infinity Saga when he holds up that one finger, man. That's true. And this is all set up here. It's all in character. Where It's even said with the Ancient One of I can see the future, but I can't see past that. And he can see the future to a point when he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. I'm going to go one. I think one is appropriate. I'm fanboy. I don't give a goddamn. No, like I think that. one it's is perfect. one is good. If you had tried to go over one, I might have had words for you, but I think one is good. I'll go one five. No, you went one. <laughs> I want to see what the words are. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna give Doctor Strange a very high total of nine and a half. Oh man, that's high. That's very high. Um, I think it's deserved. I think it's high. I think it's deserved, though. I uh, think it's high. I thought this was gonna land eight, eight, five. That's where my I head was. I figured it would it would crack our top ten. I did not know it was gonna be that two? high. Is it two? Because Avengers got an eleven, as we all know. Right. Everybody knows. <laughs> Let me see here. We don't count the not so super stuff stuff here, because that would be insane. Especially with Roger Rabbit pulling that insane score. That's gonna make it tied for number two. With what? With Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. All right. You know, those are very unique visions of films in the Marvel Universe just, that checks out. Just barely by a quarter of a point beating out the Dark Knight. Amazing. It's a hell of a movie. It is a hell of a movie. It is so good. Brian. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? Next week, I think we have an Ebert on the books, but I also think we have somebody who wants to be on. Somebody who wants to do an Ebert. <laughs> they want to dive into the madness that is a Roger Ebert pick. Allegedly. Oh, boy. Uh... Who should We have. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen a Ginger Skull. Let's give him a call. Let's, let's let him pick this with us. Let's call him up. Ring, 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 ring. ring,
1: ring. Ahoy, hoy, Ginger Skull here. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, you wouldn't. <laughs> you the phone sat there, like there waiting to say ahoy, hoy. <laughs> I sat here waiting <laughs> patiently and I wondered to myself, what am I going to say? I just can't say hello. It's got to be something entertaining. So, ahoy, hoy. I'm glad he didn't do, like, a fake uh, oh, voicemail that was just way oh, too long. Oh, I could have done that. Um... <laughs> it would actually be good if he didn't pick up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the ginger skull. Thanks for calling.
1: Yeah, no, I know these fuckers are calling that an Ebert pick. Why would I pick up? That's a
0: very good point, actually, because Ebert's going to haunt you if you don't pick up. That's true. Ugh. It's, it's yeah. like, what to do that. What's that chattering sound? can't be Ebert because chattering's the sound of a jaw. Oh no! Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get, it. I don't get <laughs> it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some bad juju to see what we're gonna get. <laughs> That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays oh, out. Boy. Yeah, so yeah. we're trying this this time around because we want to have our guest. I don't think we've ever really had a guest on an Ebert pick before. Now, I think about it. Not a proper one. Not no. a proper one. But we're gonna have a guest here to pick the Ebert pick with us. They're completely random. We don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. So this should be really interesting. So this to will be on. an adventure that we take together. I am, yeah. I am honored. I guess I guess so. What what are you hoping for? You can look at the Ebert picks on our website, capepodcasters dot com, under sidekicks, the ghost of Roger Ebert, the whole list is there. It's there.
1: What are you hoping for that's okay. on that list? Well I can tell you this. I've been prepping all day for this. I've been preparing physically. for the movie that
0: might not come up. You have like a one in how many chance of whatever movie? hundred
1: and twenty eight. Lovely. I've got it I've <laughs> got it covered. I lit a candle and I made a wish. So it'll oh, come true. Okay. It. <laughs> So it's literally less than a 1% chance. I, oh, but, so you're saying there's a chance, though. Yeah, and that's right. The movie that I'm hoping for is not a very well-known movie, I feel like, but it's one of my favorites. I used to watch it on, like, I don't know, like HBO on, like, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning when I couldn't fall asleep. It is 1981's Heavy Metal. That movie will not let you go to sleep. I don't oh, know no. why you would watch that when you can't fall asleep. It is a peyote dream and an alcoholic's nightmare all wrapped into one. The best. The best type of dream, right? That's excellent. That's what they call it. Did you say that you used to watch this when you were young? <laughs> I watched this when I was, uh, I believe, specifically too young. Yes, I watched this way too young. One of those. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember my, I got hooked because I'm listening to this. and I'm like, is that is that Uncle Buck that's in this movie? It is. (laughs) It's going to be really fucked up if that movie gets
0: picked. If that gets picked, that's going to be crazy.
1: I will probably leave. What number on the list is that? That is
0: number five. Okay, so what we do is Brian has random.org open as well as the list. And then Roger Ebert's ghostly finger comes and pushes the generate button. And then we correlate (laughs) that. We pull out the Ouija board and then he moves the planchet around and spells out the name of the movie. Come on, man. Leave some mystery. It's all mystery. (laughs) I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. 87 episodes. I don't know how this thing works yet. No
1: worries, Are you, you ready? ready? Are
0: you guys ready? Yeah, yeah, Dave, you uh, ready, bud? Uh, yes, I'm ready. I'm
1: ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Do it. All right. All right. Roger, hit us, bud. What do you got? I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it is not number five. <laughs> okay. Not ah, five, sorry.
1: God damn it.
0: Sorry, bud. Sorry. You're I not know, sorry. I mean, you had almost no chance. What number is it? It's number 32,
1: which is okay. Spawn. Oh, that's a good one! <laughs> yeah. Spawn, as in John Laquizama's spawn. spawn. That's the one! That's it. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. First off, huge John Laquizama fan, so I'm very excited for this. Second off, a huge fan of the Super Mario Brothers. He is half of my favorite part of Super Mario Brothers. You're a Mario huge Brothers. fan of the Super Mario Brothers movie. He plays Luigi. Bob Mario. Hoskins being in the that. other half. Yeah. Um, second thing, I feel like I was hoping for hamburger meat and I got roast beef out of this. So I'm very excited. I remember being scared shitless from Spawn when I was a child. I thought it was like the comic book character for like weird gothic kids. And I, I was just afraid to join in with them. So I, this is like, I'm, I'm pumped for this. I am uh, very unfamiliar with it. <laughs> I just remember that Dan yeah, plays a big fat clown and I'm all in. I'm excited to do this movie. <laughs> I can't wait. Next Guys week, spawn with the ginger skull himself. We are himself. going to spawn a great podcast out of this. You know what? I will hang up because I have important things to do. Is that what you named your hands? Important things.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You named his hands Dimitri Martin. That was uh, his show, right? Important things with Dimitri Martin. Yes, that was the name of his show. <laughs> and, he, and he rubs it out dry, just like Dimitri Martin did with his jokes. The dry Super dry. Humor.
1: Humor. Super dry. That's yeah, this is a very Christian podcast, and we do not advocate for <laughs> masturbation. Now, if you were to go like the lighthouse and just cut a hole in your mattress, that's completely He's absolutely fine. Right. As long as long as Willem Dafoe <laughs> watches and sings a sea
0: shanty, that's true. That checks out. Spill the beans right into that mattress. That's Join us next week for Dafoe. the lighthouse,
1: starring Willem Dafoe and oh, Batman incredible. and John Leguizamo. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm very excited. I can't wait to do this next week. And uh, if anybody knows where I can watch Spawn for free, let me know. Hit us up on Twitter. I will see you next <laughs> week. And gentlemen, <laughs> I have no sign i will see you so next go. week, Dave. I got nothing. I got nothing. Bye. Until
0: next week, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that goodness on your, your podcatcher of choice. That's podcatcher. It, is that what they're called? That's exactly what they're called. That's amazing. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links for those are on our website, katepodcasters.com. You can send questions and comments to katepodcasters at gmail.com. And go check out our Patreon. Uh, Last week, we had that preview of Roger Rabbit. If you like that, there's a lot more of that happening over on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Kate Podcasters. We've got other shows too, like Batman Animation and The Poll List. Yeah, we hope you guys like the Roger Rabbit episode. We know it got a ton of downloads. Yeah. And we got a ton of really, really positive feedback about it. And that's kind of the stuff that we've been doing there. Yeah. So we hope that you guys want to become patrons, be a part of that. Also, there might be merch in the future. Different tiers coming. It's in talks. It's in talks. We've, we've had conversations. We'll see sure where We'll see what happens. Don't forget to keep listening. At the end of every episode, you have the post-credits. It's there. It's there on every single one. It's still there. It's still doing its, still its there. thing. Our hanging out. Fictional post-credits. Being so funny sometimes. What may or may not have happened, which definitely didn't happen. Totally didn't happen, but we like to think it might have. <laughs> Special thanks to Dave Novak. Yeah. Ginger Cole himself for popping on. He, he showed up to do his live Ebert pick because <laughs> he's the only guest so far who's had the balls to want to do an Ebert pick, a blind Ebert pick. I should actually check and make sure nobody else has. I'm pretty sure no one's come on to do Nobody's it. Nobody's done a blind one. I know that. I don't think any, any guest has come on for a proper Ebert pick, though. I'm super curious now. No way. No. No, this is the first time. Big balls. Ginger Skull. Dave Novak. There he is. There he is. Now you're going to make people want to be on Ebert episodes. It's their You're funeral, creating a monster. Really. It's th- <laughs> We're going to have more astronauts known as guests. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start killing guests. Can we? Please. <laughs> Missing it next week for Spawn. Same pod time, same pod flugelhorn. Nice. So, Dave, that's Doctor Strange. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens is we cut back to Kathmandu. Okay. And we're learning how to kind of do this whole light thing with a sling ring. And we're just flipping our hands around, yada, yada. And just off camera, you hear someone yell, cut! Cut, cut, cut! And Scott Derrickson goes, who the fuck is cutting during the middle of my my?" Real movie here. And M Night Shyamalan comes strolling on, and he says, "No, I did a movie that involved doing the same thing with you do with weird hand motions and things happen." Avatar, The Last Airbender. I know everyone saw it in the world, and it was terrific. He's very according famous. to only me. <laughs> and then Benedict Cumberbatch came over and snapped M Night Shyamalan's neck oh, because wow. that's the only way it has to end. It was a twist. A twist of his neck twi- oh I, I see what you did there that was good yeah oh no that is how he's gonna have to die isn't it, it has to be how he goes or something just totally unexpected dead twist <laughs> <laughs> Brian what do you think happens post credits I think this episode contains spoilers and some not so super language because the warnings come after the spells <laughs>